Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get it. What's so good? Um, back after the game here with my boy Ethan. So it's good. What's going on? Uh, just wanted to shout out our sponsors Miracle Bowl, Care Comb Design, Frankie Jane, and Save Damien. Um, but with that being said, um, what do you think about what happened this weekend? It was awesome. That was so cool. Because, I mean, you know, preparing for the game the entire week, yeah. I'm sure it was the same on defense because on offense, I was like, oh, like, this can be a good team. A lot of transfers, a lot of defensive transfers. Yeah. Like, they're going to be good. We expect them to be good. Like just right out the gate, Puka seventy five yards. <laughs> that was insane. Electric. I was like, That's electric. It didn't even feel real. Yeah. I was standing on the side, I'm like, what the freak just happened? <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, I, the whole actually like at the end was like the second that it really set in. I was like, oh, we're winning the game, whatever. And then when we sang. I made it what we sang regardless win-loss or over there, and I was like, oh, I got to sing it again. And then everybody was going to give high-fives to the fans. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> and they're like, oh, you run around and give high-fives to everybody. And I was like, we just won. I was like, dude, this is a great feeling. And my arm was getting tired, and I was like, oh, but I'm going to keep doing yeah, this. You're shoulder, you're up there like, <laughs> you're like oh, thanks, gosh. thanks, thanks. And yeah. like, people are like, oh, let's sign my flag. I'm like, you don't know who I am, but okay, yeah, that's cool. I got a helmet on. That's what they want. I'll do that. Yeah. No, that was, that, was a, that was a really cool experience. I mean, honestly, just like you said, like the transfers and everything that we expected them to come out there and just – you know, their offensive coordinator was from West Virginia, and um, we were like, okay, maybe they're going to come out and sling it. They got a lot more people that can, you know, get the ball around the field. And then they went in there, and they ran the ball 70% of the game, down 45 <laughs> points, and we were like, what's happening? And we didn't get thrown to on the outside not one time the whole game. They attacked 17 passes or either, what's it called, wide receiver screens or to the running back screen or down the middle of the football field. So I felt like the game was just like kind of like – Slow. Well, I mean, I mean, pick six, start of the game. I, that can't, that can't help. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I mean, you throw one ball, they read it like a book. Max, actually, boom, picks it what thirty some odd yards, yeah. forty some odd yards. Like, exactly. That just shatters your confidence as an as an offense. Yeah, and especially like him coming in, big time recruit from Baylor. You yeah. know, they named him starter right away, and they and they had that other quarterback transfer away. I bet you he was like at home sitting and laughing, like, haha, this is the yeah. guy that you put in instead of me. <laughs> but uh, what do you think about the offense performance? You know, our offense, like, we we played well. I feel like, you know, there's also there's always room for improvement. Yeah. You know, um, small miss assignments here and there that can, I guess, a better team uh, really have a bigger impact. Yeah. But overall, I mean, for, for the first game of the year, I feel like we didn't have as many hiccups and, you know, bumps in the road as a lot of other, you know, NCAA teams have. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I feel like even defensively, like, I mean, you guys put up so many points that, like, of course, you're going to put the f foot on their necks. But, like, yeah. at the same time, like, you, you can go, only go so long with, like, pitching a shutout. And I think that, um, like, at the end of the first half, maybe we got a little bit comfortable. Yeah. Know, they got, got a nice pass, got yeah. it down there. You know, I mean, they had to go to fourth down to even score the football. So, I think that we still put up a fight. I think that, personally. Oh, there's the pizza, man. Pizza. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> we love it. We love it. 
Jonathan, you want the pizza now? Let's see. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll wait for a little <laughs> bit. I thought I had an Outback Steakhouse, like, probably an hour or two ago. Yes, perfect. No, something else about the game I feel like, though, is our energy. And, like, like, um, so, I mean, I don't know how many people out there know about, like, our best self and, like, you yeah. know, shadow, but whatnot. So, I mean, best self is basically just, like, being the best version of you you can be, avoiding things that, like, put you in, like, a mentality that, you know, you can't perform as well, you're angry or whatnot. So I feel like all of us were, were positive th during the game, even when, you know, I mean, they had that long kick return. Yeah. So that, I mean, we're still up by 40, but, you know, after that long kick return, um, I feel like we still have our heads up. We are like, okay, this is okay. We got to really focus now and keep pushing, keep working, keep, like, you know, doing what we do. And so I think the attitude overall with the entire team, offense, defense, special teams, I think that was a big, big factor in what we were able to do. Yeah. Think so? I mean, I think so. So I think especially when the momentum was really high, like offense, defense, and special teams, we were playing a perfect game. And I yeah. think that playing a perfect game together um, just helps you just get out to a lead like yeah. that. I think that honestly going into this week, I mean, we got things that we got to fix on offense, things we got to fix on defense. But I think we nailed down the special teams component of it. And I think that we'll be having a really good feeling also this Saturday. Yeah. What I do you like, think? I feel like special teams is underrated. Oh. Because it's it, – I mean, so, I mean, you're watching the Clemson game or something right now. They had uh, the first pump block, put them in, in the red zone, and they go and score. Yep. And obviously, they're Clemson, but, you know, that's just a huge momentum shift. Um, last year against, I think it was Idaho State, uh, Kibo Hill had a, a pump block. Yeah. And we it, we covered it in the end zone. And that just, like, that's just completely, like, special teams itself has such a factor in, like, just helping our team succeed, you know? Yeah, just like what's it called? Um... What Coach Lamb said today, like Max had that sick uh, to call tackle on kickoff. Oh yeah, the football god shined down on him <laughs> and pick right after that and the touchdown. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, like special teams is just a way to flip the field. Is how some people think, but honestly, like once you're playing the game, you realize that special teams is like a way to give momentum to oh, the offense yeah. and the defense because. You know, we have a good kickoff return ourselves. Offense, boom. We have a good punt. You know, get them down, pin down on the one-yard line, yeah. like what JB did earlier. And we got them down at the five, and boom, we got the ball right back to yeah. the offense. I think those plays, even though they're just, like, very, like, nonchalant to the outside viewer, to, like, offense and defense, those are some of the most important plays, I think. Yeah. Why well, in that, I mean, the one that, um, that Jake Bourne put on the five-yard line, they went three and out, punted safety. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. Points on special teams are just so big. Um, because I mean, you never expect to score special teams, and so when you do, it just everyone gets riled up, everyone gets fired up. No matter what the score is, you know, you scored in a place you're not supposed to. Yeah. You, you usually don't. I mean, that, that alone, just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> talking about safeties, what's it called? The Iowa game had what's it called? Two safeties. Our game had a safety. I feel like safeties are so oh, no. hard to come by, but like this like week was like safeties left and right, which is like two. Points. I don't know how that even happens. <laughs> it's so weird. I, sorry, I actually just watched a video today on YouTube about the, the Iowa the Iowa game that said put Iowa college football back a hundred years. <laughs> and I was like, that's just that's embarrassing. I was like, to be seven points. That's you know, touchdown, PAT, no, 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 no. It's a field goal and two safeties. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's not how football is supposed to be played. That's just ugly, ugly football. And, I mean, week one, you know, you see a lot of that, but I feel like we came out and we really, we kicked some butt. No, no, truthfully, I, I think that it was like one of the most sound performances in college football this, mm -hmm. during week one. I mean, of course, we had, uh, 
you know, the kickoff return. But we're playing yeah. the number one spe- yeah. like special team return unit in the country. I mean, he was nasty. He could go and he was shifty. And we had it. We, we of course we could have made some tackles and got yeah. him down. But I mean, other than that, I think we played pretty well defensively and offensively. Um, if you had to say the biggest like key to victory coming up this week, what do you think it'll be on the offensive side? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think just being tough. Cause, I mean, last year, as much as it sucks to say, I know they were more physical on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, their offense and defense, they just kind of kind of kicked our butt. And so this year, I mean, they did lose a couple of their um, their performers, but uh, regardless of that, you know, it's the same uh, same staff. We're going against the same team almost. And so just being tough, being prepared, because uh, I think those go hand in hand, you know, because you can't, you can't go out there with full confidence if you don't know your assignment. Of course. You know, and so uh, preparing well, uh, watching film on them, uh, just preparing, being tough, being mentally tough. Um, I mean, uh, I think that Coach Kalani gets about right is our trash talking. Yeah. And so I think if we if we just stay humble, stay hungry, prepare, and just be tough guys, I think I think we have this game. Yeah. No, I feel like completely. I mean, defensively, you know, I wasn't here last year, but I mean, I watched the game, watched the highlights, and I think that the thing that separated us last year to this year would be if we can finish the tackles mm. that are tackles for losses or three or four yard gains instead of turning them to 30 yard gains that yeah. means okay we got a third and three instead of first down on our 50 right yeah and i think that's what really will separate the game from being what it was last year to what it's going to be this year because honestly you know i believe that tackling is a will and a want to and you know we were injured we had some guys down but i think that this team just like you said like we're trying to be the best versions of ourselves and yeah. so that's a will and a want to tackle. And I think that, you know, we didn't do that much in fall camp, but we came out and we did it this past game. And I think that we can even take a step and improve on it this coming up game. And I mean, they're going to know what we're going to do, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're going to do it better than they know what we're going to do. They and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so Coach Grimes, their yeah. office coordinator, he recruited me. Oh, so okay. I, I like, I came in, so I actually never even got to really know him that well. And so then like, I come here and they're like, oh, I went to Baylor. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's that's cool. And then like I go and watch, you know, because last year I read sure I was like ended up watching again. I was like they run the exact same offense as us. It's like I know this play, I know the formation. I'm like, what the? How is this? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think. Do you think that'll help on defense? Being able to, like, I mean, honestly, yeah, I. I would say so, but at the same time, he's going to run the same thing with a couple of wrinkles, right? And he's going to exploit the weaknesses that he believes that we have, right? Yeah. I mean, last year, he ran the ball into the boundary all day long. You know, it was hard because we didn't have some of our playmakers, and, you know, it, made, it put some stress on our defense. But um, I think that this year we know what, what he wants to do, right? And if he comes out and tries something different, at least we have the things gapped down and sound enough to both stop what he did last year. Yeah. And, I mean, if he's got to draw something up at halftime and try to beat us, that means we've got him off his game. So I think that, um, you know, I'm excited because, you know, it's a Texas team. I'm from Texas. So they're coming up here. I haven't played in less, you know. I'm excited for that environment. It's supposed to be rocking 8.15 at night. Dude, it's crazy. You have, you have no idea. Yeah, I, I generally don't yeah. have a single idea. You, well, how, big, how big was your, your field at Vandy? How many people did it sit? Well, we sat like 44,000, but I'd say we sold out maybe three or four times, but it was not. It was like a, a way home game because it'd be like – all the Georgia fans would come, all the LSU fans would come, or all the Tennessee fans would yeah. come. But um, I w- did go one time when I was getting recruited, or like I'd committed there, we played uh, Tennessee, 
Thanksgiving weekend, and Dallas packed out, but that's still not the same thing, you know. It doesn't yeah. get like as rowdy. I've gone to places like Texas A&M, Florida. Those places get rowdy for sure, but um, you know, it's nothing like I haven't played. A, I haven't played a night game where it's been sold out. That's one thing I have. So not. I mean, like we sold out our game against Idaho State. Idaho State. No, 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 no disrespect to them, but it's yeah. I mean, it's Idaho State. Yeah. I mean, so like. Our, our rock, like our student section, yeah. they're so loud. Last year against Utah, yeah, we made a false start like three or four times, something like that, just because they were so loud, they couldn't hear anything. I'm like, I'm getting chills thinking about <laughs> it. It's like, it's an, it's an electric environment. Like you look all the way around, because we got 65,000, 65,000 yeah. students or so. And I think they pack, I think we probably fit like 70,000 because the student section. Of course. Everyone's just like. Shoulder like, to shoulder, yeah. yeah. It's probably unsafe, but it's, it's rocking. <laughs> And yeah. so it's yeah, I'm I'm so excited, especially to come in and play a good team like Baylor. Um, it's because I mean last year against Utah, that's that's what I'm kind of comparing it to because I feel like Baylor right now is like our rivalry. Yeah, yeah, of course we want revenge from them from last year. Yeah, because you know disrespected us. <laughs> now they're gonna come back to our house, and that's not gonna happen this yeah. year. Yeah, and I think no. our fans are feeling the exact same way. Yeah, um, I actually have a friend that plays on their O line at. Um, Baylor, he would play up with me at Vanderbilt, and Grant Miller, and um, I was talking to him earlier in the season, whatever the case is, he's like, yeah, he's like, we're ready to go up there, and I was like, it's a different environment, and I was like, I haven't played in it, but you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the video of Keem Slovis talking about um, playing here at BYU, so my friend runs this podcast at USC oh, called yeah. Momentum Trek, and he was yeah. like, he's like, well, you go up there, and it's the scariest place to play, I played everywhere, and he was like, all these people sober, yelling at me, telling me I suck, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're soberly telling me that I suck, like, do I actually suck like like i'm not 100 sure and then at the end of the game after they beat you they give you goodie bags and you're like this is like really mind messing up like it's so bad so i mean i'm definitely i was like i was like i haven't played it it'll be both of our first experiences but i i, I was like i'm happy to be on the right side of it i don't know about you yeah. but it might be different well then i mean how do you feel about our fan base like in florida Oh, that was great. Yeah. We, we it was so much blue there. Like they had their student section or if you called it. Oh my goodness. Their student section was a joke. <laughs> and um then we had all the blue and I was like, wow, I was like, this is like a mini Vanderbilt home game. I was yeah. like, we probably had as many fans there as like I had at Vanderbilt if I had to be honest. But um yeah, I don't know what what are you most excited about like this this week? Like the preparation, like everything like what are you most excited Whoa. about? Oh man, I don't even know. In preparation for it, I mean, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited for all of it. This is all just still kind of new to me. Like I'm yeah. still like starstruck, not starstruck, but like I'm still like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is BYU football that like I'm going out and being a part of, like, and so I think aside from preparation, like the thing I'm excited for this week is just playing a good team, being on the field, feeling the energy, because like last year. Just, you know, I didn't dress out, just like still on the sideline, that's, you know, that's a lot different. Yeah. And so being able to act, actually like be a part of this, you know, being with the ups, being with the downs. Yeah. And just like being with my brothers, like I feel like that's what I'm, I'm most excited for. I feel you. I think there's two things I'm most excited about. I'm most excited about just like going through the tunnel. Like, like I already yeah. had this like, like a vision, <laughs> just like, like just all these people and it's like dark and there's the mountains. I'm like. Oh wow, I'm about to make a big play, right? Yeah. And then the other one I'm most excited about is just like, I feel like everybody has their misconceptions or just like their thoughts about like, 
Um, BYU's got a tough schedule. BYU's got to do this to be able to run the table and whatever the case is. Like, I'm excited to go play a good football team, regardless of win, loss, draw, whatever, and just prove to everybody that, like, regardless of what you think, like, we're meant to be here. Yeah. And we're going to show you that, of course. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I want to win, and we're going to yeah. win. But, I mean, just regardless of that, like, it's not about, like, proving to them, but just proving to ourselves, like, that we are able to play with anybody in the country. It doesn't matter, like... Was it like Clemson? Oh, you know, good football team. They should score. Like if Clemson comes in here, we're gonna give them the same thing. Alabama comes in here, we're gonna give them the same thing. Cause like I've seen them play. I've I've gone against these teams. I'm like, there's no difference. Like we're we got a lot of guys, and we got probably more football players than anybody else got in the country. I, I'll take us versus anybody any single day of the week. So that's what I'm excited about for sure. Yeah, that's way rad. Yeah. I know. That's, I mean, yeah, SEC. Yeah. Like, I mean, like yeah, I know you came from Vandy, but like I don't really like know much about them. Like I guess like I've never been able to compare. Like our team, like they see any comparisons against like our team and SEC uh, schools, but like now, like this year, we play. Uh, is Arkansas SEC? Yeah, Arkansas yeah, so in the SEC. Yeah. And so I mean, what was our last SEC team we played? Tennessee, Tennessee 2019. Yeah. yeah. I was actually talking to Mason about that today. Mason Wake. Yeah. Because because I mean you know I went in for the first time this past game. Yeah. I was talking to him. That was the first game he ever went in. Oh really? So he said he went in. Tennessee's just like what have like hundred thousand people. Neyland Stadium. I hate that place. <laughs> it's just I loud. Hate that place. Dude, he said he was just terrible. <laughs> like he was like it was crazy. So I was like thinking about. It, I was like, well, I mean, mine could have been, mine could have been way worse going in the first. You know. We've got their student sections all gone to like a house party or something. Like they're not even here anymore. Like this is a good environment, you know, up by 40. Yeah. It's a good time to go in. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so I, in my time regards, like with my years eligible, I won't ever get to play Utah probably in my time that I'm here. So like, you know, it's me, it's like, I want to Utah state, boo, Utah state. That's how I feel <laughs> about the situation right now. But, um, so Vanderbilt, that's our biggest rival, right? Yeah. And in the last 10 years, we're, five five them five us and the last three years they caught our number and when i went to neyland stadium my freshman year it was like the first game i actually got to play on defense and it was rainy there's no like there really wasn't anybody there but i remember our bus coming underneath the bridge and they're just pegging us with oranges just top of the bus just and i'm like oh my gosh and everybody else is on the bus they've been there they're like oh this happens every year you know and i'm like every year this happens i was like i feel like i'm getting harassed right now but um then this past year we went back and we played over there and it was just like actually playing it was a surreal environment so but um yeah, Arkansas, that's actually, Arkansas, Alabama, and Auburn are the only three teams I never played when I was in the SEC. So I'm excited. The three teams with A, I never played it because they're on a seven-year rotation in the SEC. But um, Arkansas, the last time we played them at Vanderbilt, we waxed the fourth, and it was like 45-7, to seven, but they weren't good back then. Yeah. Um, but they got good under Sam Pittman now, and I think that got some big boys and I I'm glad that they're coming up here because they we go over there and people over there are just mean and just for no reason like like yeah. they could be two and nine and they'd still just be hateful people but I think they come up here and they're gonna be like shell shock and stunned but I think there's not much of a difference honestly like the dudes that we got here are huge on the whole line the dudes they got yeah. are huge on the whole line I think maybe the biggest difference is that their type of ball in the SEC is to rush the passer, right? What we do is more or less to contain the passer and we rely on our linebackers and our defensive back play. And I think that this year we have some elevated defensive back play compared to years before. And I think our linebackers are really great. Our defensive line does what they're supposed to do, which gets the ball spilled out to us. And I think the tackling's now gotten way better. And so, you know, they're gonna come up here and they're gonna see the difference. And I think that it'll be exciting. Everybody will see like, 
they're not holier than thou. Like everybody's like, yeah. it's the AFC, NFC, and SEC. Like, yeah, yeah, cool, but like they still got to play everybody else, and you know, it's it's a football game. Like any given Saturday, anybody can win. You're a smart guy. Holy cow! <laughs> I'm learning from you. <laughs> like seven year rotation, you got lost yeah. you there. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff I didn't know about. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I know. what happens when you get a degree from Vandy in three years? Like, <laughs> you got it in three years? Yeah, so I, I went, I early enrolled um, 2019 January. Then I was done with school in December of 2021. Okay. But then I had to work a, sem- a semester for my for my degree or I would have graduated like non-degree seeking and I didn't want to do that as my undergrad. Okay. So I worked for the semester, got a degree in human organizational development and then proceeded to get in the transfer portal. But um, yeah, now I'm here doing the MBA program. Got three more years of eligibility, but we'll, we're taking it a, a, a game at a time. That's how we're taking it at this moment in time before we see what happens next. Yeah, three years. I guess I don't really know anything about you. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just go. I, mean, yeah. I just go do my job, go home, hang out. With my I phone. just know you're good at football. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, no. Since I've been here, I don't really do much. I hang out. I got a dog. I got a puppy. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's like, well, she's two now, okay, but okay. she's a Rottweiler. Yeah, I got a Rottweiler. Okay. Um, my parents own a doggy daycare, so we're like huge, huge dog people. Like, yeah. like huge. My sister owns two also, so like dog people to the max um and that's pretty much it i got a girlfriend she's back oh, yeah? and she cheers at smu oh, and that's pretty much all i do <laughs> nothing much a little long distance action yeah yeah dude i got i got a uh st perdoodle really her name's piper yeah she's oh she's like two years old now she's probably like 85 pounds she's a big, big fluffy dog oh wow dude but she's like she's super cool we should get our dogs together dude, i know and then my dad my dad was over in alabama thank you Justin. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got he's got a Aussie Doodle and a Golden Doodle. I don't know those in my family. Yeah, my parents yeah, we're big big dog people too. I my love parents dogs. say Doodles are the craziest dogs to have. They're just like energy, just at all times. So the solid combination. I mean, obviously all dogs are good, but solid combination is the Saint Bernard. And because like, so I had a Saint Bernard named Cooper when I was probably like 11. Yeah, he he had to be 120 pounds, like big Beethoven looking dog. Wow. And so we ended up moving. I moved to Hawaii my, my sophomore year. So yeah, there's something you know. Alabama? To no, I don't know. I grew up in Utah. Oh, okay. have, we'll go into this <laughs> some other time. Big long story all about that stuff. I was like, that is a I culture got, shock. I got family <laughs> all over the place, man. Anyways, and so um, we ended up having to get rid of this, this dog, Cooper, who's just the best dog. So we moved back here to Utah in 2020. My parents were like, oh, you know, let's get another dog, but like we don't need a shed. Yeah. And so we got this like this puppy. yeah so she's like sometimes she's like super chilled and relaxed like yeah. most of the day and then like we can take her up to her cabin down up in the mountains and she'll just like run around non-stop like just get like drained and so she's like yeah has the energy of a poodle but like can just like cuddle and just like be like saint bernard and that <sighs> might take the cake on that kind of dog yeah. right there <laughs> i feel you i what's it called you know like I fell into the trap. I got a COVID puppy. <laughs> so I was like, so many people do that, man. Like, I've been wanting to get a puppy. Been wanting to get a puppy, and my mom was like, "Don't do it." Like Gabriel, you have to, you have to play football, whatever the case is. And then I went on Craigslist, and I was like, "Wrong weather. Seventy-five dollars. Pick up in twenty minutes. <laughs> Boom. Went to go get the puppy. She was four weeks old. She was probably this big. 
this big cried every single night for four weeks oh no yeah but um did you have roommates or who like what i had two roommates and we had like this makeshift older house and like we had a back house like bathroom so like i i'd keep her like there so she couldn't yeah. cry like and they could hear it and we'd like i'd like sleep in the bathroom floor right next to her and i'd be like it's okay it's okay <laughs> and then um but now she's awesome like one thing which is so weird you're talking about the mountains and early cases yeah. i cannot let her off the leash anywhere in public she will oh, she's gone i won't ever see her again <laughs> we go up in the mountains and she's like doo, 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 and then stays right next to me the whole time and i'm like why can't you be like this at all times please yeah so so i'd always have to walk my dog every night well most nights and uh when i was living with my parents before i got here and so they they live over cedar hill they still live over there cedar hill is just like right backed up against the mountain yeah and so i just go up on like this hiking trail and so i just let her go she'd be gone for 20 minutes and i just like call her and be like heart attack i hope nothing happens and so like like sometimes a deer will horn she'll just book after yeah it. and so i'm like i'll just hope for the best and then, you know 20 minutes later piper piper and then i see her running she sometimes she got like blood in her mouth and i'm like i don't want to know where you've been oh, i don't want to know what's happened like do your own thing man i'll just i'll just get you and feed you just don't put me on the other side of whatever yeah. just happened it's funny that's what happens missing hikers, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's my dog. Piper and the missing hiker. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a hiker that went missing in Cedar Hills the other day. Could be my dog. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we got one question, though. We got one question in the chat for you guys. Yeah. Here, let's throw and... let's throw this one first. Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've actually got a really good quote that leads into that question. Go for it. Because okay. um, you guys were talking about first home game playing at LES. You've never actually played there in front of a packed house game. So I'll I'll point this first to Ethan, and then to and then you can kind of kind of catch up. Uh, Dave Aranda, he's head coach at Baylor. Um, yeah, he used to be at LSU. Before that, he was a defensive coordinator at Utah State, and then mm -hmm. he worked in Southern Utah as well. Uh, so he's got a little bit of history, a little bit of experience playing in Provo um, and playing BYU, playing up here in the mountains at altitude and everything. Uh, earlier today, he was asked to describe playing in Provo, like what's the atmosphere like, what's it like there. They were just barely back here four years ago or so with LSU. Um, and he came back in here. He said... Uh, he said, they, as in the fan base, are great at welcoming you at the, welcoming you at the beginning of the game with a really friendly uh, cheer. But once you get in, it's packed and it gets loud. Um, I think now that the games are later in the evening, that's the whole thing as well. You're in your hotel all day just looking at the clock. There's definitely a home field advantage there. It's a storm that we have to run into. <laughs> well, what would you say? you like... Pretty, pretty accurate. Oh, 100% accurate. Oh, yeah. So it's also funny because, you know, our fans trickle in at kickoff. You know, we probably have like 45,000 people or something. The student section is full, but like, you know, their families, you know, they got their eight or nine kids. They're coming, they're bringing them in. You got it. <laughs> made, a little, made a little joke. But <laughs> Anyways, and so, I mean, I used to be that kid. I I mean, my dad would take me to the games. I have seven other siblings. Oh, wow. And so I, you know, I grew up coming to these games, but like, yeah. So, you know, fans start to trickle in, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and so, but once, like, once they get packed, games going, things get heated, like, man, man, it's on. They'll, they'll call you everything but a swear word. Like, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be cheering, like, gosh darn you, man. It's like, yeah, it's like, catch the freaking ball, buck the cat. You know, it's like, they'll, they'll, you'll be like, just say something, like, say it like an actual customer. Like, it almost hurts worse, because you're like, you really want to. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's that's completely accurate. It's it's a storm, like just that thundering crowd, like it's it's loud, it's violent, like yeah, like I mean they're all good people. <laughs> After the game, win or lose, they'll still I mean they'll still respect the other team regardless. Give you I a feel like yeah, yeah. 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 Um so Gabe, so knowing all of that, uh this one's from Icy Man Design uh over here on our YouTube chat. Um, since you've never played an LES before, this is a two-part, I'm going to split up into, into yeah. two, so uh, there will be a follow, don't worry. Since you've never played an LES, what are you expecting Saturday night? Listening to that experience, now listening to your teammates. Also getting a little bit of a taste of BYU's fan base. About 30,000 fans uh, at Raymond James Stadium. I think at least half of them were wearing blue. Mm -hmm. No offense to the Bulls, but it was probably more than half. <laughs> uh, so you got a little bit of a taste there. You've heard from your teammates. What are you expecting this Saturday night from the home crowd? I mean, definitely when we started as a packed house, you know, everybody cheering, you know, I, I, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but like what I'm envisioning is just like a blue storm with like <laughs> mountains behind it and something that like Baylor's just not ready for. And I mean, I'm excited. I'm also envisioning not being able to hear the defensive call and being like, what's going on right now? Um, but uh, I'm excited uh, regardless. I don't know, when I get out on the field, I don't really, like, it's kind of like a bubble. There's a bubble that comes out and like, yeah, I'll get on the sideline and then I'll hear it again. But when I get out there, it's super silent. So like, sometimes it's astonishing to me when like when the offense can't get the playoff because I'm like, I don't hear anything. Like snap the ball, let's, let's get it going. Like I'm excited right now. But um, no, I'm a blue storm with the mountains in the background is what I'm, was what I'm envisioning for sure. I hope they light up the Y. That'd be cool. They do that every now and then because like on like the southeast corner of our stadium, it's like open. Yeah. So you can just, like see the Y through it. Don't we do that when we win, right? Oh, this is our homecoming and other special Yeah, times. so homecoming, uh, the rivalry game, which I guess they don't have this year, um, and other like big on-campus events. Well, like, but I think the homecoming is a big one, which this year I believe homecoming is Arkansas. That's the homecoming game? Could be. Wait, is that like the senior? So that should be all lit up. No, homecoming is like... Homecoming is just when they bring back like alumni. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I'm from Austin, Texas, so like, you know, they light up the tower anytime they win. I feel like that would be cool. Like, you know, 12 wins in a row and the 12 lit up wise. Like, that'd be live, don't you think so? That would be dope, that'd be dope. They've got a victory bell outside of the Marriott Center. Oh, okay, awesome. But that's also like... You're wrong in it. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> at the moment, but it yeah. lasts literally like 12 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Gabe, second part of this question. Since you didn't play Baylor last year, are you feeling the same vibe of revenge that the rest of the team is? How, or maybe I'll flip it around. Uh, sorry, Icy Man, but I'll flip it around a little bit. Is how much, how much revenge is around this team based off of what happened last year? And can you even kind of as a newcomer sort of feel it? Um. I don't know, kind of like talking about what Coach Kalani said, like, I mean, we're trying to be our best selves, so like, yeah, it's a revenge game for, you know, lack of a better word. But I think that personally, we're just trying to play the best game that we can because we didn't go there last year and play the best game that we can. So I think that if we do this year, like, I mean, put revenge aside, I mean, we win the football game because, you know, you play mistake-free football and at the end of the day, you're going to win the football game. So, I mean, I can tell that everybody, you know, wants to get one over on Grimes. Everybody wants to prove, like, regardless of, you know, what we're doing, um, we're still going to beat you. But I think that we want to just be able to show them that, like, when we play our best game, 
like we don't have to worry about anything that you're doing and so like that's i think the vibe that i'm getting i don't know if you feel differently i don't know because you were here last year yeah yeah i feel i mean from the offensive side it's a little bit more violent <laughs> yeah like. yeah because obviously you know we want to play we want to we want to be our best selves we want to yeah you know be the best athletes we can be the best mindset we can but at the same time it's like that really sucked last year yeah yeah and like no like everyone's had has a bitter taste in their mouth i mean i feel like it's worse than i mean we came into this season after losing the bowl game i feel like it's worse like a worse taste in our mouth from that because we have so many like personal connections on that team yeah and like with what like what they've said about us and things like that like i feel like we want to go in and we want to just prove our point with violence and intensity um and just yeah i feel like we do like yeah, I feel like we want to. We want to. We we're a little angry about it. Yeah. In the media, e we use the term measuring stick for games like this. Is this a little bit of a measuring stick for you guys with maybe how you'll be going into the Big Twelve next year with Baylor on kind of this home and home split, I guess, before you officially join the conference? Can you see this as a little bit of a measuring stick? Well, yeah, playing any team from you know the conference we're about to go into, uh, definitely will will do that. But I mean, I also feel like any team you play because I, I you know yeah we're gonna be in the conference but I feel like we're bigger than that you know we're, we want to be known everywhere we want to play teams from everywhere that's why independence has been so good for us it's like we want to be known all around um what do you think I don't know I kind of don't like that honestly. I don't really yeah I don't really like that phrase yeah because like okay BYU's been independent so they've played teams from all like they beat Tennessee they've played utah they beat utah so like going into the big 12 like cool like you get the sponsorship yeah. you you get the bull win money from everybody else you get more money that comes to the school but i think that every single week we play somebody different so like is it a measuring stick game when we play south florida is it when we play notre dame is it when we play arkansas no we're just there to play our game so i think that it doesn't really matter because like there are teams in the big 12 that are good there are teams in the big 12 that aren't good so at the end of the day like i think that it's a game that we prove to ourselves that like if we do the right thing we win and so i think that's the measuring stick for us if i had to be honest with you i feel like we we don't like to compare ourselves outward you know we just want to so i mean i feel like we do everything to prove to ourselves rather than to prove to other teams in the nation like we, pr we want to prove that we're the best team um i mean we're the best team period and so i don't think we want to compare ourselves to just a small a small group we want to just um, I always take the religious phrase, you know, raise where you stand. And so we want to just elevate ourselves for ourselves, not for, you know, anybody else, not for a conference. Like we just want to be the best that we personally can be. No. Let's talk drip on Saturday for a second. Nice talk. Can, can we talk drip? Yeah. The uh, royal color rush yeah. that uh, the guys are unveiling. What what do you guys think of this uh, uniform combo, the all royal with the royal helmets? And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if you guys have heard something different. I think this is the first time that BYU's worn that gray face mask. With the royal. Yeah, with the royal. Yeah, we wore it last week with the white helmet. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it is, yeah, they, yeah. I think I just looked on Instagram, so now I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I find things at the same time everybody else is on Instagram. <laughs> same, same that's how we all find it. Yeah, so yeah. I said new helmet design. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I think, I mean. Didn't we practice with him, like, last week to be able to uh, oh, break him in? Did. Yeah. I don't think he's gray, I think it's chrome. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it's the face yeah, mask is a gray. It's color. got a different name, but it's like yeah. a gray. Silver. Yeah, so it's like it's like it's silver underneath, and then with a white or with a clear 
um, like oh, the yeah, dip, yeah, 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 classic yeah. dip. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it looks cool. I mean, I, I think it looked good in blue, honestly. So, I mean, to me, like it's gonna be great. Royal is my favorite uniform. Oh yeah, like I think just that color just sets us apart from anywhere else in the nation. So I think that color alone, like you know, the color rush, that's it's honestly way cool. Um, I'm excited to be wearing it. Cause I mean, that's that's old school BYU. <laughs> One, sure. of your, one of your teammates, Isaac Rex, I think you know him, Ethan. You've heard of him? I think so. Yeah, once or twice. Big guy? Okay, maybe not so much. <laughs> I, I think he's heard of him. Uh, Isaac said this on Instagram when the, the helmet came out on the post. He goes, he goes, who the F is that running through glass? <laughs> it's Pepe. Okay. So yeah, so Pepe somebody said that's and, oh, and, and icy miles, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so somebody else said that's Pepe Tanavasa. Uh, but then another Instagram user said that's what Mason Wake looks like when running through a DB. Which I think well, no, DBs don't even want to, they just bite his ankles. Like <laughs> That's why he hurdles, right? Yeah, I was yeah, like, that's why he hurdles. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, get this. At the game, you know, Mason catches that flat route. He turns around and, you know, that little tiny DB is coming up to Mason. The whole side goes, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Like the other team's sideline. <laughs> They're like, they know he was going to do that. And so the, the guy's like, kind of going, he's like doing. going up and down like this. And then finally he goes and gnaws uh, on his ankles. And it's like, just do be a man. Just take a hit. Like, who cares if you get hurt? Like, it's a fullback. Yeah. But that's such an embarrassing tackle just going for eight. I, mean, no, you know, I, I, I don't know if we watched the game this week. I definitely was not doing that. No, like, <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, guys. So give us your expert opinion. How are you tackling Mason Wake? How um, are you tackling Mason Wake? You don't tackle him, though. That's... No one can. <laughs> I mean, the dude from South Florida, running back number zero, he's six one two thirty. So I mean, he's a pretty yeah. big boy. But um, I don't know how I'm gonna tackle Mason Wake because I'm going at the hit. I mean, I'm not. I, head up might be like a little bit of disadvantage for me. But, but I mean, I think if I come at an angle to the hips, I think I can get him. In my personal opinion, but you know, that's that's me. I'm also a bigger DB than than the majority of the people. So. I mean, not weight-wise, but I use my length to my advantage, I'd say. This is hard. I want to be on your side, but yeah. I also am just on his side. Yeah. And, like, it's like it's two guys that I like. I'm like, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to pick one of them, and I'm like... Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll have to get up and readjust my own and be like... <laughs> Get off and have to find another down, but I think I definitely, I definitely get him down, and you know I'd be a little proud of myself. <laughs> okay, so if you, I'll flip that one around then, since I put Gabe on the spot. You've got the ball. Yeah. You're charging upfield. Gabe's coming in to tackle you. Are you gonna go through him, or are you gonna try? To I'm hurling it. No, I'll probably. I mean, you have a better chance hurling me. I got hurled twice in high school. Not Did even you really? clear. One time I was standing straight up. Okay, so here's the thing about hurling. People are like, oh, you have to jump high for it. No, no, no. You just have to split your legs open. Yeah. Like the the tight end for... It's uh, all about the form. Right? Yeah, the tight end yeah. for USF. He goes, he like crushes his legs up. It's like, no, that's when you get put on your neck and... Die. Yeah. Yeah, and don't play another down. Like, you just got to go up and just like straddle. I mean, Mason's Instagram picture. That's basically how you do it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to jump very high. You just got to... <laughs> try training Houston, apparently. Houston's not going to go full send. Houston's not going to try it. But then we have a studio in here together. And we're like, so is Mason talking to Hurdle yet? And he's Mason's like, he won't do it. He won't try. I thought I thought exactly how to do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I vividly remember it was my junior year, two point conversion, and um, I was playing football in North Carolina at the time, so hurdling was illegal, so you couldn't actually hurdle. And 
I was standing straight up, like all six two of me standing straight up in the air, and this dude just into the end zone, and I was, I literally was looking at him as he went like that, and I was like, you just clear. It wasn't a split of the legs; it was just clear jumped over me, and I was like, wow. I was like, I have to give you props for that one. Like, you just clear on hurdled me. Yeah, if you, I mean, because I feel like you never expect a hurdle. I feel like now it's a little bit more common, but yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I played linebacker ninth grade. I guess we we'll go back to there. Uh, like, I mean, if you want to tackle someone, yeah, you want to get leverage. You want to be low. You want to yeah. like get a good wrap up. So like, you know, you get low, you creep up to them. They go over you. You're like, this is this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, expected you for like a truck, and it's just. Honestly, the best way to like defend it, it's the rise as you tackle. Oh, so, like, yeah. You know, like when you hit somebody, you bring your hips through and you go mm -hmm. up. So pretty much the same way. Like you're going down and you're like, oh, he's going up. So you go straight up and, you know, give him a nice uh, hit in the kisser or uh, you got to flip him over and, you know. Like, yeah, because once you're in the air, if you get touched anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 No, the thing that's, that's scary about those though is because like our coaches harp on ball security. That's that's oh, that's our biggest thing. Yeah. So like with hurdles, like you better hurdle yeah. like this. So <laughs> like there, if he, if if anyone hurdles and fumbles, that'll never happen again. Yeah, yeah. They'll never be allowed to. I mean, see the field. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I know we got any more questions. No. Do Ethan ready for his pizza? Oh yeah. I'll probably eat that entire thing tonight. Pass Ethan's yeah, pizza and then last thoughts for you guys. You got anything? I have a funny story about. That's what we want. All right, this is completely. Oh, we're, we're all. We're all. Oh, all he, can, he can eat on camera. Yeah, I mean, we've got how many viewers? How many viewers we have? Right now? Yeah. Oh, we got seven or eight. My dad says you're uh, welcome to come to our cabin. He texts you like, "Oh, tell Gabby's invited." Oh, awesome! Yeah. Right. <laughs> Appreciate oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so the next True uh, Connect live stream will be live from Ethan's from, yeah. from San Pete, Utah. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell the story before I eat that piece. So. Last night, so, you know, I have I have Houston living in my house. I have Houston, Chris, um, Max Tooley, and Sione Becoso. So I've got. Oh, it's the party house. There's five people. There's the there's five football players living in my house. Yeah. And so our we we just live in like this this like comfortable neighborhood. Um, our neighbors come by like to like I hear the doorbell ring. I'm like hanging up with my fiance. I'm like yeah, I need to answer. Whatever. Rings again. I'm like oh, I'll, I'll go answer. So I go out. And they're all like kind of like around my mailbox. And yeah. Like they started walking away. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" They're like, "Oh, hey, you're home." I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "You have a rattlesnake over here." And I'm like, "Oh." And then they like, they go aside from that. They're like, "Oh, by the way, we brought you cinnamon rolls and some nuts." And I was like, "They're like, just to tell you guys, good job in your game." I was like, "Oh, well, thanks." So that's why they came by. So they saw this rattlesnake just like coiled up and like, and so I start talking to my neighbor and I'm like, "Well, I mean, what do I do?" He's like, "Well." Oh, it might be illegal to tell a story. You're not allowed to kill rattlesnakes, but we'll say he, we'll say he didn't. Hypothetically. Maybe it was a dream. Could, yeah, yeah. This could have been a dream. Anyways, <laughs> and so and so I go out and he's like, well, you want to kill it or you want me to? I'm like, I don't I don't have anything. I'm, I'm barefoot out here. I hear her and I'm like, I've never seen a rattlesnake. You know, I grew up in Utah. Yeah. I was like, I've, this is insane. And so cause I guess they come down because I'm right up against the mountain, come down to get water and then like once they're down like they won't go back up they just want to get more water and keep going lower and lower until you know someone comes with a shovel but so that's, that's what happens so <laughs> i think so i, I <laughs> vaguely remember it's a, mel it's a melatonin dream and so and so he comes over 
and like he's got like his three kids with him. They're all barefoot. He's wearing like some slippers, some flip flops. And I'm like, do you want me to kill him? I'm like, sure, man. So like sends his kid off, get a shovel. My other neighbor comes back. He's like, oh, what's going on? There's a rattlesnake. I'm like, can I go inside? Like, I don't want to be out here. Yeah. And so finally, like he gets his shovel. He starts like poking and prodding. She like it slither around. He like tries to grab it with the end of the shovel and like pull it away. And like it like gets away. It's still in there. He starts like poking around this bush. And like he pokes one spot, nothing, pokes another, pokes another, and he's like, oh, pokes further and like it's louder and louder. Like this, it's like bone chilling rattle. <laughs> I'm like, I've never heard anything like this. Like I've seen like videos and stuff, but yeah. I've never actually heard it. And so finally he like hits a spot and it's like the loudest it is. So he just, bah! it's like, he started like, whacking this bush. I'm like, and the rattle gets a little quieter and quieter each time. And I'm like, and then finally it like, I think it like, Bit something like venom shot up in the air or something. It's like yeah. misty, and I was like, oh, "Am I gonna die? Like, what's yeah, happening?" Yeah, yeah. So like, he just keeps whacking it. It gets like a pile of dirt. He just pop, pop, starts like grabbing the thing, chopping. I'm like, "This is insane!" The horror movie. Yeah, I was like, "This is this is brutal." Like, I feel bad for the snake. And so he like picks it up with his shell. He's like, "I put it in your, in your trash can." I'm like, "I guess." Yeah, yeah, I, I, guess, mean, I uh, guess. Go for it. So I open it, and then uh, so I obviously I go up and get Houston. Yeah. I'm like, "Dude, come look at this thing." So Houston's like, whoa, like we're looking at it. He takes a video of your Snapchat or whatever. And then Chris comes pulling up in his car. He's like, he comes up, he's like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, dude, are you scared of snakes? He's like, no, not really. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, there's a rattlesnake in our, in our uh, trash can. Trash can. He's like, he's like, oh, let me see. So we like pull it up and like, it's like a, like a dead twitch. And it's like, like moving a little bit. That dude just screams in a pitch. That's like a whistle tone. He just, ah! Like, backs up. Like, there's like a girl here with it. I'm like, bro. I'm like, he's like, that's a snake. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a snake. That's what I told you it was gonna be. That's that's the end of that story. I, mean, I was just sitting in my trash can waiting for garbage day. He leads the nation in attempts at running 40 plus yards. He's also got a you know, kind of Mass, massive snake phobia. Massive snake phobia. It could have been, been a dream, though. Don't hold me. It could have been. It could have been a dream. Hey, being from Texas, I, we have had a lot of snakes. You know, my mom is deathly afraid of snakes, but I. It's not even like a real snake, but I went on my official visit to Vanderbilt. It was like December or whatever, and there was a magician, right? He showed us like a, a real snake, and it was like in this box and whatever. And then, like, he was doing some trick. And like everybody's, he's like, okay, I pick you out of the crowd. And he was like, okay, watch, watch, watch this box. And he was like, okay, is there anything in there? I stick my hand in. And I was like, no, there's nothing in there. And he was like, oh, is up the box? And this like fake snake comes out <laughs> in my face. And I'm like, ah, in front of like 75 people. And I like, everybody is crying, laughing. And I'm like having a miniature artist. And I was like, dude, there's, I saw a real snake. And then this snake just jumped out of my face. And he was like, oh, I got you. so funny. And I was like, that was not funny at all. Might have been entertainment for everybody else, but my life was flashing before my you got me, You got me. <laughs> Vulnerable yeah. right there. We may, we may have to put a uh, an archive warning. We'll do it in post production yeah. on the podcast version of this. If anybody is afraid of snakes, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it could be triggering. Yeah, yeah. Or fake snakes in yeah. game's case. <laughs> that was a real one. There's there's valid. Yeah. yeah, I think there was one real and then the one. Yeah. yeah, there was a fake game. But that's true. That's I true. I think that um, we're wrapping it up. I appreciate you for coming and supporting you know 
You got your pizza. Oh man, I mean, yeah. But I'm here. Um, I'd love to shout out our sponsors again: Miracle Bowl, Carrick Home Design, Frankie Jane, Save Damien. Um, y'all, please go donate, and um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Ethan, give them the most like the best plug you can for KooKnick. Why did you go subscribe to KooKnick.com? What's your best plug? Where else can you go? Nowhere else has athletes like us. Nowhere else has like you know. I mean, I feel like everywhere else you have to be like super professional and like, you know, I'm eating pizza on a live stream. <laughs> this, these, these are men of the people. This is how roll. <laughs> these are men of the roll. people. That's why you should go and- No five-star dinners over here. Just grab pizza. Exactly. I, got a little concert. Yeah. I mean, shoot, they're all good guys. I mean, I respect and appreciate every single one of you. I really do. Um, good conversations, I feel like. Yeah. Really easy to talk to. Like, these are just good, solid guys that, um, that start this channel to support it. Um, I just don't think there's anybody else that can have as personal of a feel as these guys here. Rock your stands with the fans. If you with us, raise your hands. Rock it by baby. Shout out to my teams, wives and babies. Rock and Royal. Rockin' Navy, uh, know you with me, let's get it baby Rockin' Royal, uh, Rockin' Navy, uh, know you with me, let's get it baby We goin' long, like a cougar tail Defense hitting hard like some seashells Get into the green, I ain't talking kale Boy that team up north man, but oh well We getting jiggy with that boy Cosmo we grantin' kids wishes like that boy Cosmo I got you. They steady hatin' on us, but we who they watch though The Pac-12 mad, but we still on top, bro Jaren Harder, Cody X, that's a cool connect Yeah, my team is kinda old, but it's cool events I'm hitting too hard, ow, I hurt my neck Hey, lick you good, bro? I'm about to hit up bread Man, them Utah State, Aggies, man, they just a pet